What's up, Champagne Sharks? This is T. You can find me on Twitter, Ricky Rawls, R-I-C-K-Y-R-A-W-L-S. Uh, we have with us Mike. Hey, everybody. This is Mike. You can find me on Twitter, at Black Exception one Let's get it. And you guys have been waiting for him. He is back, D Mills. Back from the dead, D Mills. <laughs> MD Mills. He's, he's still alive. <laughs> still alive. They found him. This is the second scare. This is the second scare that people have been given, exactly. but you're you're fine. <laughs> we still have you. You can catch me on Twitter and, uh, at MDMills79. Yes. Great. And just some quick house cleaning. Uh, don't forget to check out the Patreon to subscribe for $5 a month. You get double the episodes. Uh, so you get twice a week instead of once a week. And when you sign up, you get access to all the previous premium episodes, not just the new ones. So this is episode 61. So if you sign up today, you will get not just episode 62, but you will get 30 archived episodes. So that's a lot of uh, listening. And also, I wanted to bring up again, we brought it up in the last premium episode, but I just wanted to bring up, there is now a Champagne Sharks Reddit. I did not start it. I don't moderate it. I'm grateful to the person who did moderate it and start it. But I just wanted to say, if there is going to be a Champagne Sharks Reddit, I do not want it to look like a ghost town. So now that this thing is ex- existing, don't make us look like a bunch of dusty guys. Like, don't make Champagne Sharks podcast look like a dusty tumbleweed blowing through it. Reddit. Uh, please go to the Reddit, make threads, talk it out. Uh, Mike said that he's going to be uh, popping through. And any particularly good discussions that happen on it, we will elevate to the main podcast to uh, talk about. So, yeah, by all means, go to the Champagne Sharks uh, Reddit. Go to. I think it's reddit.com slash r slash champagne sharks. Um, No underscore or anything. And the other thing I wanted to say, last piece of housekeeping, if for whatever reason uh, subscribing to the Patreon is not in the cards for you, be it financial, be it whatever, you know, that's your deal. The next best thing you can do to support the podcast is tell as many friends as you can about it. You know, tell one, two, three, four or more friends, because that's the next best thing you can do. Spread the word. Let people know. If you know someone who you think, you know, maybe you have a blavity black in your life that needs an intervention, you know, send them this way. Maybe you got somebody who you think, you know, the values align with the podcast, send them this way, you know, whatever, hate, listen, love, listen, just spread the word. And that is the next, the next best thing to subscribing. And the last thing, go to iTunes and rate the podcast five stars if you love it. And, you know, if you don't love it, then give us some feedback, but don't go rate the podcast. And that's, that's it. So fellas, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, man. A little, you know, hey, uh, I just got off work not too long ago, and uh, I'm feeling a little energetic now. I don't know. I'm dragging ass all the way through work, and then once it's over, I'm feeling a little charged up. How are you guys feeling? (laughs) Yeah, what is the deal with that? 
Yeah, what is the deal with that? Like, what is it about no matter how tired you get, once you leave work, you find that second burst of energy? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, maybe it's that... It's, it's every night with me. Maybe it's we haven't found our true calling yet, and so we just drain the whole time we're there and then once we leave there's that subconscious uh sigh of relief or something man yeah. i don't know yeah i, th- I think yeah. my true calling is being home that's the problem it yeah should, <laughs> should be the other way should be the other way around right um yeah, yeah exactly. being independently wealthy and just that's my you know true calling is being independently wealthy and you know spending my money on little gadgets and stuff and Exactly. I mean, I'd much 20, rather... $20, $30 on, on hookers and, you know. <laughs> Do you know what pisses... You know pisses... I'd much rather be podcasting. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. Much rather be podcasting. Yeah, there you go, man. That's the slogan. Um, in the news, there has been um, my parents' country, my um, country of descent, Haiti, Along with um, one of the Salvadors, I can't remember if it's El or San. I think it's uh, it's El Salvador, right? Yeah, as people who listened to the last premium episode know, geography and and place names is not my uh, strong suit. Um, Dude, I was rolling when I was hearing when I was listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the secret. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Yeah, the secret that. is out. It's I have no idea. Uh, is Sansa, uh, you know what? Let me even ask the questions because I'm I'm just gonna embarrass myself. I've actually asked the questions I'm thinking about asking. Okay. Oh yeah. So it is Haiti and El Salvador. So um, he he called uh, supposedly Haiti and El Salvador. Uh, shitholes and mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh uproar about that and it was just really kind of embarrassing how a lot of uh haitian people and african people too i'm not sure if you mentioned africa but for some reason a lot of africans um popped in too well he did say like he said, like, uh, you know, they, they said Africa generally. They never said a specific country, but Africa. And then he mentioned Haiti and El Salvador as well. He, he, he lumped them all together and mm. called them shithole countries. Even though. Or I don't know if he called them shithole countries. Yeah. He just called them shitholes. And then yeah, he said yeah, he, and he mentioned Norway, Norway, Norway or some shit. Uh, Representative Mia Love from Utah. She is a conservative. Um she's a conservative she has lived in mormon country for a while and she's haitian she's of haitian descent and she is somebody who is i'm trying to lay off the word coon but she's in the neighborhood of a coon i mean she is maybe the coon's not the right word i think she's like a female tom because i think being a tom is about being all about respectability and like you know all that stuff whereas a coon is about being a buffoon so she's not a coon i shouldn't call her a coon because uh people kind of conflate those words and they do have different meanings she's a female tom as in she's all about the respectability she's always talking about bootstraps she's always talking about work hard it's the land of opportunity and she there was this um Republican that was uh, in trouble for speaking at white supremacist events or something. And she caped 
for him, I think it might have been um, Scalise. Yeah, Steve Scalise attended a white power event, and Mia Love, you know, her, she even, um, okay, actually, you know what? That might be a little bit in the direction of cooning. You know, when you're actually uh, making excuses. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So most of the time, she's a Tom or a Tomette, but she can veer into the cooning direction when she does stuff like that. Well, no, because if you, if it was kind of this thing, what does she say exactly? Was she like asking, saying that he should be get forgiven and yada, 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 because that would still qualify as a Tom. Yeah, know? yeah, because it's about the nobility and the forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That could still be a, a Tom. Like, you know, uh, we have to be bigger than this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she, she basically tried to uh, downplay it and stuff, you know? And this is the statement she gave toward Trump's comments. And this is what she said. She said, the president's comments are unkind, divisive, elitist, and fly in the face of our nation's values. This behavior is unacceptable from the leader of our nation. My parents came from one of those countries, but proudly took an oath of allegiance to the United States and took on the responsibilities of everything that being a citizen comes with. They never took a thing from our federal government. They worked hard, paid taxes, and rose from nothing to take care of and provide opportunities for their children. They taught their children to do the same. That's the American dream. The president must apologize to both the American people and the nations he so wantonly maligned. And... She's still, even in this, still doing that bootstrap stuff. Like she, and a lot of Caribbean, a lot of Haitian people, a lot of African people, they, it's like a religion to them, man. They cannot break from this, you know? He's pretty much like his problem isn't about hard work. His problem is the genes. He will take, he will take a plumber, no, no disrespect to plumbers, or, you know, a barista, again, no disrespect to baristas, or even like, um, forget somebody with a non-elite job. Just He will take a straight-up bum from Norway over a doctor or an engineer from Haiti because the problem is your genes. You have defective genetics to a white supremacist. They like to tell you that it's about what you do, but it's about what you are. That's part of the fun for them is to let them think it's about what you do because then they can watch you contort yourself and jump through hoops trying to do everything that they say they want you to do in order to respect you because once you do all that stuff and work yourself into a tizzy doing it, it's that much more fun to call you a nigger after. You know? And it reminds mm-hmm. you it's about what, yeah, it reminds you that it's about who you are. It's it's part of the, it's a, it's a bait and switch. That masochistic aspect. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's yeah. a masochistic. You know, it's funny, man, because um, as you're saying that, I'm, I said you prefer people from Norway as opposed to shithole countries like Haiti, et cetera. And keep in mind, you know, to back up what you said about it being about the genetics and the hue of the skin and everything like that. Norway is basically, for all intents and purposes, a socialist country, right? So that runs contrary to everything that conservatives espouse, you know, 
um, work yourself up from nothing, put on your bootstraps, yada, yada, yada. They hate socialism when it doesn't benefit them, of course. But um, and then the Africans and the Haitians that that were disparaged in those remarks, like you said, you know, they're the epitome of that uh, that conservative work ethic that they that they uh, put out there all the time. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, come from nothing immigrants. So they're actually closer to what a lot of um, white Americans claim that their ancestors did. You know, you hear a lot of Irish people say stuff like this. My ancestors came over here. They worked. For, they had nothing. They worked. And now here we are today. A lot of those Haitians and Africans uh, kind of reflect that sentiment. Right. And they're, and they're not, a similar they're story. Not, they're not socialists. You know, they are very good capitalists. They fall right in line. Right. With that world. Exactly. Yeah. But that's not good enough. He would rather deal with someone who he hates in theory. Right. A socialist country. And say he'd rather deal with those people than deal with uh, hardworking immigrants. So that just goes to show you right there the the blatant hypocrisy and the fact that it's based on racial hatred, man. I mean, it's I, I don't know how many more examples we need at this point to uh, get that point across. And also the trick with their so-called hatred of socialism is they hate socialism here because it would have to be shared with black people. And they right. would rather not get certain benefits if black people have to get it too. I mean, like, cause a lot of times what they do when they complain about socialism, they always bring up this image of this, you know, black welfare queen. And when you point out that, that most of the people on welfare are white, even if there's, they'll bring up, well, Hey, you know, yeah, maybe most of them per are white, capita. but yeah, but per capita, a disproportionate amount of them, are black but even then you could be like okay even if a disproportionate amount of them are black it's still most of them white you're still screwing like you know mostly white people by you know stomping out uh socialism you know so like say like black people are like um 13 of the population and i'm just throwing out a number if this number is wrong you know don't don't at me and correct me. I'm just making up a number. But say like black people are 13% of the population and say they make up 26% of the welfare cases or let's even make it more extreme. Say they make up even 40%. You know, you would still have 60% of it being white. Like, I don't know what the exact number is, but I know that it's a majority white. And I'm giving like the best case I used the best have, case scenario I used know. to have the stats on hand um one of the tricks that they also do is they specifically use the term welfare when talking about the benefits so when you yeah. bring up the notion of welfare you're thinking about food stamps cash aid things like that but government benefits also includes things like social security um disability, all those different types. Yeah, you got your Medicaid, well. so uh, your housing subsidization. Right. Housing subsidizing, all of that kind of stuff. And so when you add all of that into the mix, according to, I'm going on the top of my head, so I could be wrong. I'll try to find the link to the article. It came out in, I believe, 2013. Um, and I believe it was in either the Huffington Post or the Washington Post. I'll find it and try to put a link up. But it was talking about how Whites receive 60 some odd percent of total government benefits, you know, of any type, 
and then blacks were something like uh, 17%. And then, you know, Hispanics had X amount of percent. Whichever way they broke it down, white people kind of disproportionately got the bulk of government benefits, even though they made up. Oh, I forgot. Okay. It was how they worded it was um, of the poor. So they say something like it, there are 40 million people who qualify as poor in America or below the poverty line in America. And of those 40 million, the vast majority who received government benefits were white people. Right. And then they broke it down by numbers. And, you know, it was something like that to that effect that included welfare and food stamps and things like that. But all the other government benefits as well. And whites overwhelmingly uh, supposedly receive more of those types of benefits than any other racial group. Mm. And, and the one I'm looking at here, um, I was wrong to say majority because I was thinking of like uh, only two races. But white people, when it comes to like the example of uh, SNAP, which is uh, was formerly known as food stamps, um, white people are pl- plurality in that there are 40% of the people who receive that. 25% is black and 10% is uh, Hispanic. But I mean, the fact remains that by far it's mostly uh, white. Cause even though it's not a majority, that's still a plurality. That's almost uh half That's 40%. So you claim to be about like helping white people, but you would rather sink that 40% just to make sure that 25% that are black um, aren't getting uh, shit. So, yeah, it's not really about... Uh, so, but Hell, a lot of people that, that belong to that 40% would vote against it for some strange reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I believe it. I totally believe it. And then complain after, like, what happened? Yeah. So I think that's why Norway socialism doesn't bother them because they know it's white people sharing with white people. Ah. Mm. And I think, and that's what I was trying to get at. I think yeah. that's why it bugs. That's why it doesn't yeah. work. And and, yeah. and one of the yeah. things that remember we used to have these these um, debates and stuff like that with a lot of white supremacists and things like that on Twitter, and they would always point to like Norway or Switzerland and, and places like that as you know these pillars of of white success. You know, and then, you know, they have to stand up against the hordes of the black immigrants coming to their country from Africa and things like that. And I always found it interesting in that hypocrisy, man, where it's just like, wait a minute, you're holding up Sweden, Switzerland and Norway is like the shining example of of, you know, white excellence. Right. But you hate socialism so why would that be yeah well, it's all right example. because they don't they don't really they don't really hate socialism they, they hate, just hate black exactly. people like exactly it's all right. yeah yeah because it's all white if, if yeah yeah exactly they would rather um see a socialist country that's all white and it's white people sharing with each other than see capitalism where black people are winning like like for example if, the, if we if in in America, whenever black people are succeeding and being rich, it pisses them off, you know? And all they care about is black If you have capitalism where black people are doing well and socialism where black people are cut out, they'll go for the socialism. Okay. If you give them socialism that, you know, um, keeps black people down and a capitalism that excludes black people, I'm sorry, the other way around, you know, 
whatever whatever will hurt black people that's what that's what uh they like whatever benefits black people that's what they don't like so they like socialism when it doesn't benefit black people only white people they hate it when it does they like capitalism when it only benefits white people and excludes black people they didn't have problems with capitalism when um it helps them like like all those people in that trump town that we spoke to michael cruz about and they're just obsessed with all the money that uh the black football players are making and how grateful they should be and how it's unfair that you know they have this money and they treat it like it's a gift to them even though they they made it under capitalism you know the market has a demand for their skills you know it's capitalism at its most seen they're being paid millions of dollars to throw a ball and it just bugs the shit out of them but it's, it's still a privilege because uh we're still they feel like they're allowing us to do it not that they're you know we're earning it or they're earning it they're being allowed we're being permitted to live in America. You're being permitted to, you know, and so you should be eternally grateful yeah. to every white person. They didn't even have anything to do with it, I guess. Yvette Cornell, Yvette Cornell made a great, Yvette Cornell made a great point. And what she said was that um, when immigrants, when black immigrants or just any immigrants, but particularly black immigrants, when they come to this country, and they talk about how this country gives everyone a shot and anyone can make it. You just have to work hard and all this stuff. She said what they're basically saying by saying that when you read between the lines, they're saying that uh, American blacks, descendants of American slaves are liars. Basically. It's basically an indictment. Yeah. Yeah. Because by saying that, by saying, hey, I'm black and I came here because anybody here, this is a country where all you got to do is work hard you gotta, and, you know, follow the rules and you can make it, you know. And if you're black and you're saying that, then you're saying that the black people here must be lying or making excuses. And when she said that, I'm like, you know, it's kind of true. There's a implicit indictment every time um, one of these black immigrants uh, says that. Or even like a black American born descendant of american slaves but you know even when they get on that bootstraps thing to a degree you know they're they're calling their own people who aren't making it uh liars as well and it's just kind of funny how um we talk about asians and model minority but a lot of uh these black people haitian people to african people really buy into this model minority thing and we you know they don't realize that it's just a hustle it's a scam it's part of like it's like when White people tell you, hey, um, nigger just means an ignorant person. Nigger, right. you know, nigger doesn't mean a black person. Nigger means uh, anyone could be a nigger. Nigger just means you're, you're ignorant. You know what I mean? So then a, a black person thinks, uh, hey, I'm just going to do all this stuff, be the best I can, be respectable, talk a certain way, act a certain way, get educated, get a top job. You know, like they believe it, like, you know. And now I'm not a nigger. Then when they do all that, you know, somebody drives by while the person's in a suit and says, get out of here, nigger. Like, you know, and that's that same like sadistic fun, like to pretend that it's what you do and not what you are. So then watch you twist yourself to go through all these um, contortions to, you know, do all the things that they promise you. You would no longer be a nigger if you did. And then to pull the rug out from you by calling you a nigger anyway, you know, that's, that's, that's the fun. And in a world where, you know, Obama's still a nigger, like 
like Trump is still last week. Uh, this guy James O'Keefe said that Trump offered him money just like recently, still to wow. try to find Obama's uh, transcripts to see if he uh, what his grades were in college. Like you know, he still uh, you know doesn't respect or thinks you know he got there. What's that name ring a bell? Uh-uh. James O'Keefe. Sting that uh you know he did an undercover sting at Acorn, and he's been trying to just re- replicate that success ever since, and he hasn't been able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so he also ruined. Uh, isn't that that guy that uh, uh, what was the name of that that sister that um, there was some controversy regarding her, and she ended up having to resign from her position. Yeah, in the um, Obama administration. Yeah, um, in the Obama. Yeah, right. it was very. Um, I wish I could remember. Unfair, I think. Um, I think he was. The- I'm trying to remember what the controversy was, but. I think he was. I think he was the uh, person that got her fired. It was something that's out of context, and that when you look, when right. you looked at it, um, you. Oh, it was something about she said that uh, she ran some program, and she, the context that he he took it out of context and made it sound like she was saying she purposely discriminates against white people or something yeah. like that. They chopped up a they chopped up a video of her speech or something like her name Shirley, was Shirley Sherrod. Shirley Sherrod, yeah. Um, there you go. Good. Thanks, Mike. Mike on the point. Yes. Was she was working at the uh, the she was what was she the uh, some the Department of Agriculture or something like that? And uh, I believe so. Yeah. Department of Agriculture. Yeah. yeah. The Breitbart. Wasn't it Breitbart magazine? They put it out. It was. It was bright. It was Breitbart. Um, the only thing is I can't remember for sure if O'Keefe was, uh, behind it. I know, I know it was Breitbart that did it, but, uh, I'm looking now where it doesn't look like O'Keefe, um, was. Be- so this must've been, uh, bright Andrew Breitbart himself that has something to do with that. I know it was one yeah, of those three. It was when Breitbart that- was alive, but O'Keefe does that kind of stuff too. That kind of dishonest, uh, stuff. He just hasn't had. The same success as he had with the acorn thing, the acorn situation. Yeah, got, I think he did pull some slick stuff at uh, like Planned Parenthood or something like that too. Or maybe I'm conflating and mixing some of this stuff. He's kept up, trying but, it, and, and um, he just keeps playing himself. He can't, you know, he's he's a clown now, but he did succeed with the acorn thing. But yeah, it's 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 kind of funny how um you know they did this thing that kind of hustle I was talking about with the Haitians, you know, where they said, here's what we think about you, like Ice Cube said, you know, and me and love, of course, because it stuck like a broken record, all she can do is just come back with the same shit. She's talking about my parents came from these countries but proudly took on the responsibilities and never took a thing from the government. Like she's still making a case yeah. for Haitian people. And that's not the point. It's not about what you do. It's what you are, you know? And even if, you, even if you're here and you're doing all these things, he would, I mean, he like, would rather you not be white. here. He would rather you not. He don't care what you accomplished. If it was up to him, your parents would have never been here. You wouldn't be here. And I don't know why that's so hard yeah, to the, believe. Oh, we demand an apology. Why? You know, that was, the, that was the funny part to me was people coming out demanding an apology. Yeah. I'm like, you think he didn't mean what he said? Why would he? Why would he apologize? There's, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why make you want to demand better? an apology, man. He he said, what, especially if, especially if you have to force them to do it. That, and and you know, and right, you know, um, 
it's about genetics. Like white genocide, there's a reason why Trump supporters say white genocide. And to them, just black people dating white people is white genocide. And that's like the problem, right? Is that she's here. You could be doing all this stuff, become a doctor, become all this stuff. You can do all this stuff, but you still have those defective genetics. And you're going to be either dating white people or marrying white people, having um, half black kids and soiling the genetic purity, or you're just going to be with other black people reproducing and having black kids, which is just increasing the amount of niggerdom of the country. And one of those kids will eventually Gee. get with um, maybe one of my kids. Like, you know, maybe just postponing the infiltration just one generation away. Or maybe you'll just have enough black kids that you'll just, because um, they have this kind of weird, irrational thing. Like, you know, you'll just put bones through your noses and just start, you know, running wild when there's enough of you to hit that uh, tipping point. You know, I think they always think there's a, chance you're just like you know one bad day or one generation away from regressing to the mean and going going back to um you know savagery or whatever so yeah i mean she's responding with something that's not even the point she still doesn't get the hustle maybe she won't let herself get the hustle she's still talking this american dream and working hard and paying taxes stuff he doesn't fucking care he'd rather a norwegian person who's white as a driven snow who's not paying his taxes and not working hard than you. Yeah. And my question would always be like, what, what exactly is, does that mean? What does that encompass the, the working hard and not asking for government assistance and things like that? Um, because does it be starting up your own business, entrepreneurship? Like how exactly are these people doing it and how are they making it? Because, you know, unemployment, even though it's bounced back in, in America, you know, it's still relatively high in the black population of the country. Um, pension plans are just all but gone now. So it's it's very hard for if you're a black person to get into a, a career um trajectory where you're going to have a pension when you retire and things like that unless you go into like law enforcement or teaching or something like that but if you go into like any of the trades or anything like that where they still have pensions man it's very hard and you don't see a whole lot of black people involved in that and you know that's one of the ways that people stay in the middle class you know when they retire they have that pension money coming in they put their kids through college and things like that with that kind of stuff. And, and a lot of black folks don't have access to those types of plans and things. So I'm just wondering, like, where does this pulling yourself up by your bootstraps come from? You know, what, what, to what end exactly? As uh, somebody whose family is Haitian, I can tell you, I think a lot of Asian people just don't really think, think it that deeply through. They just let their heads get gassed by, you know, this whole bootstraps thing. And then I think a lot of Haitian people just honestly just internalize a lot of the negative fucked up shit they hear about um black people. Because honestly, even a lot of um black American people inter- internalize I was, it. Dude, you read my mind. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, oh, oh, wait, yeah, wait, but, yeah but but you hear like a lot of like uh those people we talk about on Twitter, like those uh, fake hoteps who will be lecturing uh, 
uh, black okay. people about you know yeah. you just have to work hard asians do this um right Africans do this is all we have to do. And it's like, wow, like you've really kind of internalized all the bullshit they say about you and your people, you know, and it's, and that's not, you know, really the case It's there's a lot of things that have been rigged against you for like hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not, not everyone can come to the country and, and run like a mer- run on like a merchant based economy. Like it's just not going to work for, you know, a group of 40 some odd million people, right? Somebody has to work, you know what I'm saying? And someone has to work in a career path where they're going to have certain um, social safety nets built into their career, right? Because 40 million people are not going to uh, set up uh, little storefront shops, you know, on the streets. They're not going to be selling black soap and incense and shit like that trying to get ahead somebody actually has to work yeah you know and they're gonna have to work in places that hire you know large numbers and of a lot people. of people are trying to sell and that we just don't you know, have that right damon now. damon dash thing like no, yeah. no disrespect to him because he does make good points about why it's important to start a business but he yeah. leaves out that everybody can't start a business it's just not going to happen you know right. Even if they want to, not yeah. everyone has that safety net or has, you know, what, what you said. And yeah, a lot of those um, bootstraps, fake hoteps um, love yeah. preaching, love preaching that. I mean, they themselves don't even have a business yet, but. Uh, right. Not only that, but when, when has that ever happened on Earth? Like a nation of people that are disenfranchised just get ahead by just starting their own businesses and never working for anybody ever. Like what, give me an example of where on earth that has ever worked. Like you can't, somebody has to work in order for somebody to get access to things in order to help start well, some, and shit like that. Somebody might answer you MDM. They might say, well, what, what about black wall street the, or the, the, the various different black wall streets, quote unquote, that sprang up after, you know, slavery and whatnot that, uh, you know, in a short amount of time, people were very, you know, able to able to accumulate uh, a certain amount of wealth and prosperity in their communities. Right. But my answer to that would be they had to learn the skills to be able to do that from somewhere. They didn't just roll out of bed knowing how to put together a town, knowing how to service banks, knowing how to build airports. They actually had to work and get those skills from somewhere and then take it, you know, and apply it to your own community or whatnot. And, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But we don't honestly, have that like, sad right to now. say, even back then, a lot of people learned it from first slavery and then, and then, yeah, and then from like sharecropping and stuff. And something I didn't realize, like, right. people, because I've been like researching like a lot about slavery um, and how people would buy you know, either their own freedom or um, by the freedom of their wife or whatever. And I didn't realize like, you know, as, even though there were slaves, there were, you know, people who were working or like they'd be allowed to uh, be lent out to work and the money that they made would mm-hmm. go back to um, the owner and it would go toward um, freeing, you know, the, the manumission of your um, loved one or your family, like people would work and buy off their own freedom or other people's freedom. And, and you know, yeah, but like right. you said, like 
it was there was always work. Skills was being learned through work. You were working for uh, someone else before you, right? Or someone before you was, yeah. So right, if, right. So somebody has to work in order to even get the knowledge in order to to build a new Black Wall Street or something like that. Like we don't just roll out of bed and boom, we got Black Wall Street. There was a lot of knowledge that was you know pulled together through years of experience that went into building that town. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even know. Well, yeah, I guess we could. But, you know, black people, man, the, the, the unemployment situation and the underemployment situation, you know, is, is pretty drastic oh, for us right heavy. now, man. And, and Yvette uh, Cornell always has the data. I yeah. wish I did. But I mean, she covers it and it's a lot more dire than even I thought. I'm not the most optimistic person in the world. Right. Yeah. It even surprised me. Whatever it is right now, it's always, you know, double whatever the national average is for us. For some reason, we just can't quite get uh, past that hurdle, you know? So if it's 4.4% unemployment right now for us, it's like eight something I'm imagining. I could be wrong though, but I'll, I'll take a look at it. Something that really annoys me about the me and love thing, right? Is by being still on her bullshit bootstraps thing, right? You know, uh, cause like I said before, the bootstraps thing, is not just a praise to yourself. It's an indictment of the American-born blacks who have been here um, generations. You know, it's basically calling them liars and saying that like, the implicit message behind, you know, when black immigrants do the bootstraps talk is, like I said before, to say that, you know, we're the good blacks. We're not the, bla- we're not the bad ones. We're the ones that prove that it's about hard work and not about race, you know? So that's why you should love us. So she's, her whole spiel until now is basically not just self-endorsement, but an implicit shitting on um, black people. And she's been doing this a while. She's been fine. That's one of the reasons why I think she was fine with that white supremacist um, visit and why she's never spoken out against her or why she's, overlooked or co-signed or even parroted a lot of um, bad talk about um, black people. So she's only upset now because she is being the victim of it. So it's not even like, you know, she even cares about uh, the racism or whatever. She's like, wait, now you're shitting on my country. And that's what makes it so um, annoying. And that's that same arrogance of dismissal that uh, I talked about in the past be, you know, because it was happening to someone else, you know, same like, you know, when I described like uh, how people are okay with injustice happening to blacks and they wouldn't happen to them, you know, they act shocked. But if they had stopped it before, it would have been okay. Like, you know, she overlooks it when it happens to blacks. It happens to her. She could at least semi redeem herself if she said, wow, I was an idiot. This is a wake up call. You know, we're all niggers to him. But instead, she just tries to remind even harder, hey, maybe you forgot, but we're not the bad blacks. We're the good ones. And that's what that repetition of that bootstrap thing in response to Trump's clear message that it's your genetics, it's your color, all this shit we, t- we gassed you up about with the bootstraps was just a thing we were using to help shit on American blacks. And now it's you know, your turn to get yeah. shit on too. Like, you know, she's doubling down on shitting on American blacks, basically, by doubling down on 
the bootstraps thing. And I think that's a big problem with this idea of um, black unity is that we're too tribal. You know, we're, it's going to be hard for a lot of Caribbean African blacks to get that wake up call uh, to unite with um, American blacks. And you can also see it with how Caribbean and African blacks treat being disrespected by Trump versus when black Americans kind of call them out for something. Because, you know, if it's something like the Cornell students saying, hey, you know, we need to have our needs taken care of because there's a disproportionate amount of um, African and Caribbean students. It's all about, shut up, you know, not all blacks are American or, uh, you know, we deserve this. And, you know, it's kind of like they talk down to them for kind of asserting their own thing. But oh, we're all the same, man. We're all the yeah, same. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the yep, yeah, yeah. We're all the same, you know. And yeah, how how dare you, you know, uh, tell us that you know we don't deserve affirmative action like you do, or that you have a special claim that we don't. You're nothing special, you know. You know, it's a very dismissive, disrespectful, condescending. Like, how dare yeah. you? But you know, with, they, with they Trump, a sense of entitlement to to. to as far as we're it's concerned in American black, they feel entitled to everything that we're entitled to. Yes, and they, they feel like you're not even worthy to criticize them because you're beneath them. You know, when a criticism comes from below as opposed to above, mm. that kind of disdain. You know, it's kind of like if somebody who's like super ugly is like telling you, hey, I don't think you're attractive. You're like, you? You're going to say that? Fuck out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? But if like a really hot person tells you you're ugly, you're going to like want to go to the gym and like, you know, you're going to hate yourself and stuff. And that's how they, that's how the Caribbean and African people to me are. Cause look at the response to when Trump says it, you know, they don't get indignant and, you know, like, fuck you, Trump, you know, you're, you know, who are you? You know, they're more like, Hey Trump, we work hard. We do this. You know, they don't tell African Americans that they don't say, Hey, you know, we, they don't try to, make their case to African-Americans about why they've earned, you know, the right to, to get the benefits of the struggle. You know, they just tell you, shut up and, you know, give it to us. Who are you to complain? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, with Trump and that brings me to this, uh, Twitter moment that I saw. Did you guys see this Twitter moment that people were like celebrating? I thought it was so embarrassing. It was a Twitter moment about immigrants respond to Trump. Oh, yeah, I'm from a shithole country. Shit. And it's just, yeah, it's just a bunch of, and this is one bad thing I'll say, uh, for all the differences that American-born, uh, U.S. slave-descended blacks and Caribbean and African blacks have, for all those differences, the one thing they seem to have in common is they love useless attention. That's, that's something, attention is worth more than anything because this is just the biggest attention whoring yeah, um, threat i've ever seen so all a whole bunch of immigrants were just uh saying um this is the title of the moment after president trump reportedly made vulgar statements about immigration people from around the world began sharing their stories of accomplishment and success you know as if that's the point like um so then uh, one, 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 and they would add as a selfie. 
and they make sure they look really nice in the selfies. So they're getting some physical attention, you know, some a phys- physical attention whoring. They're all like wearing like hot dresses or looking really suave. And they, they're just basically citing their resume. So it's like, hey, Trump, I'm a future doctor. I'm a medical <laughs> student. I have three degrees. I speak three languages. I published in psych oncology. I'm a made, I'm a member of Zeta Phi Beta. Like, yeah, he cares about your fucking black sorority. Get the fuck out of here. Because I'm from a shithole country, you know? And then some other girl puts herself in a sexy dress and she goes, I'm a future clinical psychologist, a student and a mother, active youth advocate, president of a youth organization, certified peer support, mental health specialist, speak two language, and I'm from a shithole country. And then this guy puts, I'm a future news editor. I'm a blah, blah, blah. I have three degrees. I speak six languages. You know, I'm from a shithole country. And someone said, I'm a publicist at BuzzFeed. I'm a college graduate. I have purpose. I've traveled. I've influenced. I'm a Haitian immigrant. I'm from a shithole country. And the people are mentioning they're from Yale. They're mentioning their schools. And it's like, okay, you know what? Everything that you're mentioning has in common is it's white values. It's, you're basically saying that you are special and you define a norm. You're proving your worth by how much you can conform to their values. You know, I went to the schools you value. Yeah, yeah, I have the jobs that you think are important. So basically, you're endorsing them. What have you proven about? I'm from a shithole country, but I'm not a shithole person. I, you know, I, I, I've transcended the shithole. Yeah, how have you proven you're not from a shithole country? All you've done is just show you know, how awesome white people are and how you deserve to be treated special because you have, you have white measures of success, white indicators of success. This is horrible because first off, are you saying what's the implication here that if you didn't do these things, then you do deserve to be called a shithole person or, or, you know, you do like all, all the white supremacists are going to do when they see this, they're going to laugh at you. They're going to be like, Look how hard you're trying to prove yourself to us. And like I said, you've never seen these threads in response to black Americans who criticize. No, um, they're not going to cite their resume. They're just going to uh, uh, get sassy, insult you. You know, it's going to devolve into, you know, just an argument. But they're not going to justify their existence to you as a black person, I mean. But that's what they yeah. did. That's what they did. That's what they did when Trump came. Oh, hey, wait a minute. Let me show you why I'm worthy. Please believe Yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, hey, you and your family and your home country, and let's face it, your whole race are subhuman. Oh, yeah? Well, I got accepted into an Ivy League, and I have a cool job. Here's my resume and a selfie. <laughs> you know, like, they're laughing at you. You're trying to disprove, like, their smug sense of superiority by bragging about succeeding on their terms and in their institutions. And right. you know, you're not bragging about anything about your country. All they're going to say is... Hey, no, but actually, you're proving this point because he's like, well, shit, why didn't you do all that in your own country? Exactly. there to come here. Exactly. Like, 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 they're not bragging about going to your country and doing well there. They're not bragging about going to your school. Like, like was it last time we seen like white people brag about, hey, man, I got into Howard. Like, you know, and it's not a, a slight on Howard. Howard's a great school. But I'm saying they aren't trying to prove their greatness by succeeding at your metrics and your terms or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, you're bragging about working at their coveted companies, you know, 
uh, like white people aren't bragging about winning NAACP image awards, but you know, black people are throwing like, you know, parties when they get Grammys, you know, you're bragging about moving to and making it in their countries. They're not bragging about, they're bragging about not visiting yours, you know? Yeah, yeah. If they do brag about, or when they do visit, they visit as uh, you know doing charity. You bringing charity to your your country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the context that they visited in. You know, or they visit for sex tourism, or they visit to plunder the resources. Like like you're coming here for a job. They're oh, you coming know there that. to That's, like yeah yeah. You you coming here for like a job at best. When they brag about going to your countries, they brag about going to your countries and taking over like whole farms and whole diamond businesses and. You know, inheriting like uh, shares in a gold mine or something like, you know, that's what they're bragging about. And, and they're not going to be around your people when they do that. They're, they're uh, trying not to even touch touch your people when they go like, you know. So all these people, all these white supremacists are going to say is if you're doing so good and your country's not a shithole, why don't you take your, your successful self back there? Be a doctor over there, you know. And, and I'm ashamed to say that. I've actually used that. I'm really ashamed to say I've used that argument against some Africans before. Because well, they, 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 they have a You know, it's a different kind. They're so disrespectful. It's a different context, but no, yeah. you know, I just, I just had to put that out there because I didn't want to feel like I was being a hypocrite about it. I, I have yeah. actually, in moments of weakness, uh, when when certain Africans, you know. Uh, go ahead. I've seen you do it, and it's been well uh, deserved. Like, because the people are just so arrogant and so <laughs> mocking of, um, you know, saying that Akata stuff and all that, all that stuff. And, and it's funny; these people just setting their resumes and still on that bootstrap stuff instead of realizing, hey, you know what? These saying that we're niggers, and we need to wake up and stop buying into this bootstraps thing they're just doing the same thing me and love did i think it's gonna be really hard to get it's funny that the country that you know started off in the spirit of revolution you know has produced so many people with the most unrevolutionary spirit you know you can you can imagine i think you know that punishment they gave haiti after that independence i think broke a lot of spirit or something i don't i don't know but like, like, let me just let me just say some stuff right about about Haiti, right? Haiti, whether you call it a shithole country or not, there's a reason why it's a shithole country. If if you want to go there, right? But it's like they, when Haiti got its uh, independence, right? It was one of the it was one of the richest colonies, you know, that there was. But so they had a ton of resources. The people there knew how to get the resources because they worked the farms, you know, they could have used all that, uh, all that sugar, all the resources, like all the stuff that was making it the most profitable, um, colony. Like they, they produced two thirds of the sugar and three quarters of the coffee that Europe consumed. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine how much, you know, money they had. Once they got independent, everyone got together. They got on code and they said, we're not going to take, do any trade yeah. with Haiti. They blockaded Haiti. America, particularly Thomas Jefferson, he was scared to death that the Haitian revolution was going to inspire um, yeah. American slaves yeah. to revolt. So he helped, like America helped 
with um, punishing the Haitians for having the temerity, the audacity to set themselves uh, free. So then on top of that, um, Haiti, France made Haiti pay reparations. Reparations for France's lost property. France's lost property being the actual Haitian slaves. So picture you get free, they blockade you, they don't let you trade, and then they um, force you to pay um, reparations for yourself as, lo- as lost property, you know? So they had to pay the French landowners 150 million uh, francs um, to French landowners in, comp- in compensation wow. over the years. They, um, I don't think they, I, don't, I think they might have ended up finished paying it off like in the early 20th century, maybe the late 19th century. You know, so picture all that money that could have been going toward developing Haiti had to go toward um, that that debt, right? Now, 150 million gold francs is uh, now an incredible amount of money. This is like in 19th century money. This is 1804 money. So it's something uh, probably crazy now. Then Then the U.S., yeah. Then the U.S. colonized it. Um, Haiti was forced to borrow some money to pay back the ridiculous debt. They had to borrow it from the United States. Um, Then the United States in 1914, the banks that lent Haiti the money got President Wilson to send the U.S. Marines there to empty the Haitian gold reserve. Then um, there there was a bunch of occupation. The World Bank... You know, the 90s. I mean, there's so much stuff. I know a lot of the history. It would be a whole other podcast for me to go through um, all that history. But actually, I didn't learn this from my parents. My parents didn't teach me any of it. I had to go and read up on it on my own. That's a problem with a lot of Haitian people. Like, I don't know why our parents just don't, you don't know what or don't tell us this stuff. You know, we did, they just feed us bootstraps garbage. And I think that's why. So it kind of annoyed me that all these Haitian people did this huge, thing and not one instead of doing the stupid resume thing and doing stupid selfies you could say you know what if we're in shithole countries because you guys are fucking shithole thieves mm. and you guys are shithole oppressors you should have been reading to them their a list of their crimes not your benefits yeah that's it and that would have burned that would have burned them up they don't get burned up looking at you beg for their approval like you know, I can't. I just can't believe not a single one of these people can articulate a fraction of what I just. That's, that's uh, very interesting. Said to these- um, and I know that in conversations with white supremacists and things like that, when 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 the example of Haiti is brought up, they always say little comments like, "Well, why can't they pull themselves up? Out, you know, get themselves out of their situation." And then when you explain to them, you know, the devastating effects of the trade blockade and things of that sort and all the economic sanctions, the fuckery that's been placed on them over the years. um, It's almost nothing that they can really say, you know, they're Haitians are expected to kind of pull a rabbit out of a hat when, you know, again, you have no example of any country on the planet Earth where if they weren't allowed to freely trade with other, with other countries, you know, they were just living yeah. in the lap of luxury. It, it's never happened, but they're black. If anything, so. if anything, it's a, it's miraculous that they weren't even worse. Yeah. You know, um, actually I found the conversion. 
that reparations adds up to 20 billion, 20 billion with a B in today's dollars. Mm. That's, a, mm. that's a cost of $20 billion. And I think I they like only finished. Export is how much they export in money every year. Let me look it up. Um, that's a good. That's a good point. Also, the U.S. backed Haiti's dictators, uh, both Papa Doc and Baby Doc. Those are the, they were U.S. backed, and that and those guys ransacked the country okay. too. And a lot of times they'll they'll tell you, oh, you know, when you guys ruled yourselves, um, you know, you had dictators and whatever. But you know, they won't tell you, oh, those people were U.S. backed and they had U.S. muscle helping keep, um their thing and france still um refuses to repay the the reparations in fact france stole recently a couple years ago there was a bunch of uh documents related to the legal case that mysteriously vanished um and people accused france of stealing a lot of the uh paperwork and actual legal documentation that the they that haiti was uh just doing to bring the case forward I just looked it up right now. Um, this is according to Wikipedia. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But it says here that uh, according to this is going back to 2013. So I don't know if it's been updated yet, but it says exports eight hundred and seventy six million dollars in exports and in imports two point six billion. So they, they export less than a billion dollars in goods. But they had to pay it. Would you would you say it added up to fifty billion? Um, yeah, but that's not the exports. That that uh that is the reparations. Um, the the reparations that, that they, they had, had to pay, pay to France, right? That that to pay to France yeah. was uh um because they're asking France right now for twenty two billion dollars from France to Haiti, and France is refusing to pay the uh, reparations. Uh, right. but, but the exports thing is, is another thing. Uh, I don't know much about trade. I know there was something where the U.S. kind of fucked up their trade. Like, it's, it's a little complicated, but there's these Haitian pigs, these native black pigs to Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what happens with Haiti is about contracts. Like, a lot of people come to quote-unquote help. They go there, and they get all these contracts, like, for their friends and for the organization. So they basically, like, wiped out Haiti's natural black pigs that the Haitian farmers, you know, made money on. So part of the aid that they gave included these American U.S. aid pigs. These American pigs aren't made for the climate in Haiti, but they want the, like these people. It's about crony capitalism. They want their friends and whatever and their businesses to make money. So they made Haiti like accept and buy these pigs, you know, with the aid money, all these uh, farmers who are trying to make money go out of work. So they tell you, oh, we gave this aid, but they don't tell you how many people's self-sufficiency that they ruined to give that aid. So they wipe out a bunch of farmers. Now these farmers have to go into the city. Like farming has really gone down the tubes in Haiti. And a lot of people got Christian to the city. Now everyone's in the city. Nobody's farming anymore. The aid went out the farming. When the earthquake happened, it's so dense. It has a really disproportionate amount of damage it does to the population because of how many physical people now live in the cities. There's a bunch of people in the cities with no skills and no work to do anything. 
overrunning the cities and, and then an earthquake hits it. It's uh, a whole bunch of stuff. And it just burns me up that all these Haitian people cannot articulate a single bit of this. They're so under, they're so miseducated right. and so full of Stockholm syndrome uh, of identifying with the oppressor and trying to, you know, win the approval of the oppressor and define themselves by succeeding in the oppressor's terms. They can't even like indict, like articulate a case against them. You know what I mean? And then Hillary Clinton's ass. Well, oh means, God. So Hillary Clinton has a nerve to weigh in yeah. against Trump. But to be fair to, to them and, most black Americans can't really even articulate a case against white supremacy in America. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just to cut yeah, them some true. slack, you know, you, you talk to the average black person in America. Um, they, they define racism and white supremacy as someone calling them a nigger or um, not being allowed to go into white spaces or not having the right amount of representation in white spaces and things like that. You know, for them, that's it's how true. they would define racism and white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? So they wouldn't even be able to really. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's all about representation right. and calling out white privilege, like, you know, and seats at the table. Yeah. You know, that's that's true. And I feel like we've called it out in the past. So I feel yeah. like today it was so unfair. I call out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of Haiti has a long way to go, man. I mean, like you said, it's surprising that uh, they're even where they are today, you know, and and I guess you could say it speaks to the resiliency of the people, you know, for them to be largely, I guess, still optimistic, you know, despite everything, despite the state of the country, the earthquakes and natural disasters, it seems like they still have, you know, an optimism there that, you know, I don't know how they have it, but they do. And there was this, there was this tweet, there was this tweet that happened. The guy's name is uh, John Avalon. I, I don't know who he is. I th- I think he's um I think he's um I'm not sure who he is, but but he he um let me find out who he is. He's, he's a public figure. He, he's, where, he's, where is Mike at? Yeah, is Mike still over here? <laughs> Okay, okay, I don't cool. blaming me. Like, wait a minute, why isn't Mike talking anymore? It's because Mark yeah, yeah, Mills is back. Damn yeah, I mean, it, where's Mike? <laughs> Y'all should have heard the shit he said to me before we started recording. I'm still in my feelings about it. <laughs> this guy, he's uh, he's an editor in chief at the Daily Beast, right? And he's a CNN analyst. And, you know, I assume he's a centrist, you know, maybe he's a liberal, whatever. But in response to the to the Trump uh, thing, right, this was his idea. And this is why centrists are so fucking useless. Like, we you know, with allies like these, like, who needs enemies, right? He says, worth noting that today is Alexander Hamilton's birthday. You know, the immigrant kid who came from the shithole of Nevis to create the USA. Wait, 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 I don't, wait a minute. So, See, so, huh? What is, um, yeah, yep. He, wh- See, you guys, you guys don't live in this, uh, hell of New York where people worship Hamilton. So I don't know if you've seen the derangement that, uh, liberals and I guess even, I guess all centrists, liberals and Republicans have with Hamilton. But basically, he, his idea to own Trump is to point out that today's Alexander Hamilton's birthday. You know, the immigrant kid who came from the shithole of Nevis. To create the USA, which is a ridiculous thing to say. First of all, 
Alexander Hamilton is white. He's white. But this 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 musical Hamilton, they've actually started believing <laughs> that he's black or something. Or he's Spanish. That, that he's that he's a Puerto Rican. <laughs> like like you know, like 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 they're that deranged. They're trying to own like. Oh. They're trying to own Trump with, with made up with made up history. That made my head hurt. You know, uh, oh. oh my god! And 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 first of all, he's he's calling it a shithole. Back then, it's a British owned colony, so you can't. That's like saying, "Hey, you calling Haiti a shithole?" But you know, back when France still owned it, it was rich. It's, it's a different country. It's it's a part of France. You're not, you know, like it's not like Alexander Hamilton came from the Caribbean now. You know, you know, like post-colonialism and and whatever. Like, like it's just such a stupid thing to say. The other thing is, he's not even an immigrant. He's a he's a British subject living in a British colony who went from one British colony to another British colony. It's it's not immigration. He didn't move from one country to another. America wasn't a country. Um, Nevis wasn't a country. You know, it's like moving from one state to another. He, it's he's a he's a British subject the whole time. You know, and but like this is the editor in chief of a major publication and a CNN analyst, and this is his argument. He he thought he, he man, oof, he thought he had one with that one. Oh, and all the animated sassy gifs. He, I'm actually about to look at his face while he was typing. While he's typing, oh, I'm gonna kill him with this little tidbit of information right 46, here. Forty six thousand likes, fifteen thousand retweets. That's the sad part. Any one person can say something stupid, but that many people like thought it was dope. That's that's the real uh, tragedy here, man. Oh, uh, oh God. Well, you know what? That's why you know because the American education system, man, is just terrible. It's oh us. man, and that's why they don't want. That's why that's why they don't want the. That's why they don't want these people coming from these countries taking their slots in, 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 in jobs and in schools. No, yeah. The American because, education system succeeded because it's meant to produce a historical mindless consumers like this, you know, like, like this is, yeah. These are people who will never, re- these are, yeah. These are people who will never revolt. It reminds me of the, remember the, the dudes that, uh, they had that thing with, Black Panther, and he was kind of lecturing Batman. Oh and, yeah, and Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's in a similar vein to that. It's just like it's just they just live in this total fantasy. And I guess you know when your when your reality is 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 messed up as it is for a lot of our people, man. They they you have to kind of resort to fantasy in order to to uh get by or something man it's like a coping mechanism almost you know they just automatically go to these fantastical examples of you know these stuff in their mind they just make shit up and yeah it's crazy he 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 tried to counter and own trump's racism with false info from a tumblerish a tumblerish race bending fan fiction musical like wow. these are our best and brightest man i mean yeah. this guy this guy is uh he's like a white guy i think I mean, i'm not sure he, 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 dude, but but people it's, talking it's, about wakanda is actually the richest nation on earth or some shit why uh, uh a lot of people did that if you search twitter for a wakanda shithole a lot of people were like Hey, try to call. Try calling Wakanda a shithole, Mr. Yeah. President. It's like, oh, are you kidding? Please tell me no, you're kidding. No, no, search, search Wakanda shithole. 
a lot of people said that. And and again, to be fair, because I know people might be thinking, might be assuming it's black people. There were a lot of white people saying this to Trump. So this is like a cross racial. The guy John Avalon, who mentioned that thing about Hamilton, was a white guy. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this is not unique to uh, black people. This is a s- systemic. This is uh, crossing. And the other Jeez. thing is, Trump didn't hate on all immigrants. He liked Norway. So the implication <laughs> was he likes he likes white run countries with white immigrants. So even if worst best case scenario, say you could argue that Alexander Hamilton uh, was an immigrant. Like say I'm wrong and you can find a way to uh, twist the laws to say, hey, he actually was an immigrant. Okay, Nevis was a UK colony. It's a white run. Co- it's a white run colony, right? And Alexander Hamilton is white. So basically, even if you prove he's an immigrant, you just prove that he's an immigrant who came from a white-run country to come to America and be successful. So even if you do say manage to prove he's an immigrant, all you've done is make um, Trump's case that white immigrants from white-run countries make the country better. So like on multiple levels, yeah, this yeah. tweet is stupid. Yeah, you, you know, think that through. And, is, wow. it's, it's, and he left it up. Did anybody yeah, but uh, again, mention that in his... In, you know, under the tweet that, you know, the first response I see is somebody put a picture, a GIF, an animated GIF from Hamilton of two of the characters high fiving with the subtitle immigrants. We get the job done. And then somebody uh, linked to the song, some to, to some songs from Hamilton and, and someone put a picture of the Caribbean and how beautiful it is. I guess to prove a point. Like someone put, hey, this is the um, resort I stayed at in Nevis. Um, and some of the kindest people I ever met and the most charismatic animals. Yeah, real shithole. Like, <laughs> somebody put a picture of Alexander Hamilton in, in Dr. Dre Beats headphones. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it seemed like nobody. Um, oh, one person. One person did uh, respond, and a lot of people argue with him. So somebody said, suggesting somebody born in a different British territory than the American colony somehow makes them an immigrant is ahistorical, might even be ageographical. Like the rest of his contemporary founders, he was a British subject until he chose to be. And then a bunch of people um, started trying to argue with him with stuff that made no sense. Um, someone said, it does make him an immigrant. Because the colonies had their own identities, economies, and cultures. They just make up shit as they go along, man. It's just like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Georgia has a different culture than New York. And New York has a different culture than California. So now, are they immigrants now when they move from state to state? Yeah. <laughs> they probably will say, yeah, yeah. you're goddamn right. Anything that, like... They, you know, they say some stupid shit and then they just double down on it. And, you know, they're not going to back off of it. Yeah, if there's anything we've learned from interacting with people on social media, it's definitely that they're going to double down on stuff. They're not going to say, oh, you know what? You were right. My bad. And correct whatever it was that they were wrong about. They're going to figure out a way to double down. Yeah, this guy kept arguing and doubling down. And then he just smoke bombed when the guy... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> hit him in one last thing. So yeah, as usual, they can never just say they're wrong. They always have to smoke bomb. Yeah, but that was pretty much the only one. All the rest of it was mostly um, co-signing, putting Hamilton uh, gifs of of Lynn, Lynn Miranda, 
and people talking about their vacations to the Caribbean and what beautiful people there were, you know, where Hamilton was born, which makes no sense because the nevis that Hamilton was born in has nothing to do with the place now. The place now is just a giant resort where, like, you know, the locals just work, you know, serving tourists. Has nothing, none, one has nothing to do with the other. But uh, basically, I think Trump's going to win in 2020. <laughs> I, I just don't see these people. Yeah, you know, I, that's what organizing I was going to ask, man, logical. because it's just like, you know, they, they spend all their time obsessed on stupid shit like, um, I, I don't. I don't believe it. I don't believe his Russia. doctor is telling the truth about his weight or his height or or his physical condition. Yeah. I think he's or, fat. Um, he's fat. I heard he's bad in bed. I heard he's bad in bed because the porn star said so, and I heard he got spanked with the um, rolled up Forbes magazine and and Russia, Russia, right. Russia, Russia. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know, and, and on on the uh, on the other side of the coin, I don't see them really. Oh, I guess Cory Booker was out there campaigning uh, um, with his little interview of uh, who was that? The uh, Homeland Security Secretary? Or so whoever was, whoever oh, was yeah, supposed I, to be been in the room with Trump when he when he said the shithole comment. And I guess the lady was acting like she didn't hear it or didn't remember him saying that or whatever. And he was taking her to task for that. And he was acting all indignant and irate and just, you know, I guess passionate. And I guess he was trying to let everybody know that, Hey, you know, I could be the guy that's, but no, nah, partner, you can't sit down. Mellow yellow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I have nothing to say after mellow yellow. I think that's a good place to end it. <laughs> nothing I can say. could top, top calling Cory Booker, uh, mellow, yellow. mellow yellow. Yeah. That's, that's a wrap. That's a wrap for me. I'll, if you guys have any last uh, thoughts to say uh, before we close it out, right? I'm good, bro. Yeah, I'm pretty good too, my brother. It was great to um, finally be back in the cast, man. And get Hell yeah. Up a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. People Hell don't yeah. understand the fun all takes place before the actual recording starts. See, a little bit of it. <laughs> the fun is yeah, because you guys so hard. We haven't been able to chop it up with you, so yeah. we had to, you know. But you guys had some great shows, though, man. I was listening, um, especially what was it, fifty eight, where you guys were talking about honorary white, whatever. What was the topic for episode? Oh, 15? the one, the one with uh, Michelle Malkin talking about Michelle Malkin, and yeah, that was that was fire, man. I listened yeah. to that like at yeah. least three times. While I was on my shift, man, you guys have done a bang up job, man, for real. Like, um, you gave me some things to think about, man. That half a situation and um, Michelle Malkin's motivations, yeah, for doing some of the shit. That it's one of the things that to. you know makes a lot of sense once you think about it. And you know, I really can't take yeah. full credit. Because it's being around happers, I think I started to think of like, like reading that board, man. It gets in your brain. Yeah, yeah. And then Mike's story about uh, his person that he knows with the interracial dating situation—that oh, <laughs> shit was hilarious. You know what? I'm uh, sick of black girls. Man. Oh, sick <laughs> guys! If you want to know, like, if you want to know what he's talking about, it's one of the premium episodes. So it's my perfect time to end on a plug. Sign up for patreoncom forward slash champagne sharks and here 
the great i think it's a, one of the greats uh the great uh episode that he is talking about i remember the name i don't remember the number but it was called wannabe white supremacist i, th- I think it was number 58 yeah. but yeah, yeah if you're gonna sign up for anything sign up for that one i was pretty proud of uh i was pretty proud of that one and on that level, I mean, on that note, that's how I ended out. It was great having you guys and everyone out there. Uh, be good, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right.